Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, J.M. Locked On Mariners with you to close out your week here on the Locked On Podcast Network, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That's not right at all. It's Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Ha ha ha. I am D.C. Lundberg, still not exactly feeling like myself, but we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which I've now said for the third time. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners Podcast or any program here on the Locked On Podcast Network, or for short, T-L-O-P-N, or for shorter, Tloppin. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. That is L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G if you're scoring at home. Yes, it sure is Friday, isn't it? <laughs> Welcome to the program today, Jason Hernandez. Jason, how are you doing? I am the voice of the Seattle Mariners cutout. Number 7681. <laughs> former residents at Safeco Field, now known as Beep. <laughs> and I am speaking to you with my old school Seattle shirt and cap. Go Steelheads! <laughs> he is referring to the fact that uh, the cardboard cutouts, that actually be, would be a good topic to talk about. Uh, um, first first off, I gotta say that there's your Steelheads reference for the day. There's a Steelheads reference for the day, yes. Yep. Oh, fun times. How are you doing on this fantastic Friday? <laughs> I could tell I could tell you're off to a fast start here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that might be possibly the worst intro in the history of this program. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not? <laughs> it's not. Oh. It's not. <laughs> okay, find two worse ones and then and then post them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it sure is Friday. I hope your Friday is going well, everybody. Uh, we're recording this on Monday. But today... Jason, don't tell them that. <laughs> I don't care. They can... There goes the illusion, folks. Oh, my God. We tape it so far in advance. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Jason, we're going to talk about uh, s- some stuff in the first half of the show. If that's not a tease... Continuing the worst intro in the history of this program. Second portion of this program, the long-awaited email segment with a grand total of two emails. But in any case, first off, Jason, you brought something up that would be worthy to talk about in the first half of the program. The Mariners' seat fleet. The uh, They were originally not going to offer the fans the opportunity to keep their cardboard cutouts, but since there were fewer home games than they anticipated they let people um go to the ballpark to retrieve their cutouts and i will let you take it from here okay so it was a cold and rainy day up in seattle washington where several washingtonians as you would prefer to be called (laughs) had a little bit of wet weather to deal with So what to do on a Saturday morning? Why not head to Safeco Field, because everyone still calls it that, including some of the workers, and take in a day at the stadium? I will say they were very nice over there. They had some, they had the store open, they had the view into the stadium, you got to the mezzanine, which is kind of cool because, you know, how often do you go to a ballpark during a pandemic? The answer is hardly ever. Right. I will say for the record that this was officially my fourth ballpark of the year. No, fifth ballpark of the year that I visited. And you're probably wondering, what the hell he's talking about? Well, I went to San Diego for Friar Fest. Mm-hmm. 
I went to Dodger Stadium. You know, some big event happened, something called the World Series. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, that thing. Uh, it went pretty well. <laughs> it went okay the from what I hear. Yeah. Uh, the two spring training games out in Arizona mm-hmm. and went to the Safeco Field. So you know what? It counts. It counts to me. Of course it does. Yeah. And I, can I jump in here for just a second? I'm, I will say uh, Jason was kind enough to uh, go up to Seattle to pick up both of our cutouts, and he drove home. And on his way home going south, uh, he dropped off my cutout at John Miller's house, who was kind enough to store it for me. I was going to join you, Jason, in Seattle that day. I was going to fly in that morning and then fly back out. But I had to cancel at the last minute because I had gotten ill. So I missed out on this, and I will let you continue your story. Yeah, so it, it was a really good time in Seattle. By the way, props to all the workers up there. They were fantastic. They were really cool. They were very talkative. They wanted to talk to people because it had been a while since they'd seen a lot of the fans there. I so, imagine it's been a while since they've had to interact with any fans in that capacity. They had to have enjoyed yeah. it because I will say Safeco Field – the um, the seat attendants, you're not allowed to call them ushers. They're seat attendants. The people who work there, for the most part, very, very friendly people. Good customer service. Oh, for sure. Very good customer Absolutely. service. Absolutely agree on that. Uh, they gave away a lot of stuff. They gave the seat fleet stuff away. Uh, they gave away bobbleheads. Kyle Seeger, the lesser-known brother of Corey Seeger, oh. who's an MVP. Oh, what? What did I say? I think you what? said something about Corey Seeger's older brother. What what are you talking? I mean, hey, look, Corey Seager is the better known of the two. He's an MVP. Yeah, come at me. I'm just saying. You are just saying. He's, Corey's the better known one, but it also he's helps one. that he plays in Los Angeles, where, where Kyle plays in Seattle. Even I mean, I I will say this right now: Corey Seager is an MVP. His talent level is above Kyle's. But even if their talent level was the same, <laughs> just because Corey plays in Los Angeles, he'd be better known. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I'll give you that. <laughs> so I add to my uh, collection of Seeger bobbleheads. Yep. That's now at two. You have uh, now uh, Kyle. No, you have uh, Kyle Seeger and Bob Seeger, I believe. Ah, nice. Well, what about Pete Seeger? <laughs> you know what? I like Pete Seeger. Is there a Pete Seeger bobblehead out there? I don't know if there is or not. <laughs> if, if there is, let us know, because Pete Seeger was quite the singer back then. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now that I've taken this topic completely off the rails, bringing it to music again. Now, now, continue now, we're, going to, yes. now we're going to turn, turn, turn it back. <laughs> to talk- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, I know my music, folks. <laughs> A great song, by the way. Absolutely great song. Mm-hmm. So they gave the bobbleheads away. They had a massive, massive sale on all their stuff. The sale for the seat fleet people were better than the Black Friday sale that they just had at Safeco Field and the Mariners team shop for the record. So I did get another jersey, and I got one that had my name on it. I was just about to say, which exactly, or which exact jersey did you get, sir? Well, my name is Jason J.D. Hernandez, and one of my favorite Mariners is Felix Hernandez, and since he is no longer a Mariner, and they still had some jerseys, they were deeply, deeply discounted. Mm-hmm. So I got a nice little authentic for way less than retail. And in your size, and which which of the Mariners' jerseys was it? The blue one, because I don't have a blue one. The navy blue one, which they now use as an alternate away jersey. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a home white jersey. I don't have a blue away jersey, and they didn't have it in the teal green. So, yeah, navy blue. And Underrated jersey. I like that one a lot. Very much so. But I, I also want to thank you for saying teal and not calling it Northwest Green. They're teal, ladies and gentlemen. They were teal in the 1990s, and they're still teal. I mean, North Northwest Green is the proper name of the color, but people up in Seattle don't use that phrase no. as much. The right. Mariners are the teal. only ones who say Northwest Green. Everybody else just says teal. But the fans say teal. Exactly. Much like the fans that are fans of the Lakers and Kings, yes, the jerseys are purple, or the old school jerseys are purple, but a lot of fans, they say Forum Blue, and I'm not going to get into that rant again. <laughs> if you want to hear that rant, go over to Locked On Ducks or Locked On LA Kings. No, it was it was good to see that stadium again, and good to see all the attendance there. Yes. And I didn't go completely crazy on buying stuff because, as you mentioned, I did drive home, mm-hmm. had to get some Ivars, and I bought a lot of wine. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> cool. When you drive down from Seattle to SoCal, you have to stop at Napa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to buy... Well, I can't go in San Francisco because half the city's closed. Yeah. Uh, most of the Bay Area, a lot of stuff is closed. And Napa, mm-hmm. they still had stuff at the time that was open. So I said, hey, you know what? I'm feeling like wine. Mm-hmm. It's 2020. We need the wine, <laughs> people. Spill the wine, dig that girl. I think that's the wrong decade, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and there's uh, your speaking... Eric Burden and War reference for the day, ladies and no gentlemen. Kidding. Yeah, but I had some good wine and some good food. Mm-hmm. And you know what else is really good? Uh, really good tasting besides some of the food I had up in NorCal. What is that? Built Bars are very good. Oh, They're very tasty. Yeah, so we might as well go to the Built Bar ad, shouldn't we? Can I tell you about Built Bar really quick? Oh, you know what? You do the ad today. So they had a Black Friday sale recently, and now they have a Cyber Monday. Well, they had a Cyber Monday deal. Now it's going to be all throughout the holidays where they're going to have stuff on sale. And do you know what the newest Built Bars are that they have right now? White chocolate. Mm. Not even kidding. They might not be available by the time this airs on Friday, but they have white chocolate bars available at BuiltBar.com. The white chocolate cookies and cream, that sold out like that. Guess who got his hands on some just like that? That would be yeah, you. Right. I love I love cookies and cream. I love white chocolate. It's the best of both worlds to me. And right now, with purchase, you can get a free 12-day advent calendar. Mm-hmm. That includes built bites like carrot cake with walnuts, mint brownie, among others. They also have peanut butter pecan. So you could have 12 different built bites for your 12-day advent calendar for those of you that celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And also, you could try some of these new white chocolate favors like white chocolate cherry sundae and white chocolate coconut deluxe. But you know, you know what? They have their old flavors too. You know, they still have the double chocolate. They still have Cherry Barcia. All your favorites. Only 130 calories. 17 grams of protein packed in there and only 4 grams of sugar. Can you believe that? Yes, I can. Yeah. Good for you. Good tasting. White chocolate, baby. Oh, I cannot wait to get that. And here's how you can try it out. Go to BuiltBar.com 
Enter promo code Locked On and get 20% off your next order of Built Bar. And don't forget about the rewards. Once again, that is BuiltBar.com. The best protein bar your car will ever need. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Fun times. And do we have a tri- do we have a trivia question today? No. But we Oh, we don't. No, I have I haven't been doing them. I haven't had the energy to write them, but I'm springing something else on you, sir. Uh-oh. You get to do the email plug today and it's in the chat window. Oh my god, we have an email plug. <laughs> so, folks, if you have a question for DC or myself because I come on here once in a while or a comment, send it to lockedonmariners at gmail.com and DC will reply to it on the air. Questions or comments on any subject are welcome and encouraged. So please bear in mind that this is a family show. So please keep it appropriate. Again, lockedonmariners at gmail.com is the place to send these questions and comments. The Friday mailbag segment will follow this vital word of importance. Stay locked in. Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host, DC Lundberg. Ooh, I like that intro. I like that intro back. Thanks a lot, JM. And welcome back to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And this is brought to you by Built Bar. Tis the season to get Built Bar. Fa la 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 la. Take the Built Bar to your car. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> Cherry Sunday with white chocolate. Fa la 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 la. All right, I'm done. I cannot believe you hijacked the intro back to the show. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Yes, indeed. Well, actually, that would have been more coherent than anything I would have said. That was Jason Hernandez who is joining me on Locked On Mariners and is trying to assume hosting duties. Uh, although I am hosting this till Christmas. Three. What was that? Three weeks till Christmas. Three weeks until. Is it? Yeah, it's about three weeks till Christmas. What is going on in my brain head? Exactly three weeks. I can math, folks. Well, you are a math teacher, so I would hope so. Well, I am a statistician. <laughs> I do know my numbers. And I am not. We're going to get to the Friday mailbag in just a second, which is long overdue. I realize that. I want to address one more thing that Jason brought up. We've only got two emails, so we have time to kind of uh, talk a little bit more, but you mentioned go, uh, coming from uh, wine, going through wine country in Napa. Tom yeah. Seaver and his wife used to have a winery out there. It, it lasted you know a few years. It's not around anymore. And there's another winery in the Bay Area that is owned by a singer from one of my favorite bands. The band is called Y and T. Originally called Yesterday and Today after the Beatles album, shortened to Y&T in the late 70s. But Dave Menachetti owns a winery with his wife, Jill, and it's still open. They, they uh, have orders online. And I'm not a wine drinker, ladies and gentlemen. As a That's matter of fact, <laughs> I'm not a drinker at all. I generally abstain from alcohol only on super, super rare occasions. Well, I will I drink anything, and that's really just more of a taste of what other people are 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 in, in you know drinking just so I can just so I can see what's going on. But um, so check out uh, 
Wow, what's wrong with my voice? So check out Dave Manichetti's uh, winery, and all of the wines are named after Y&T songs. So that, yeah, check it out. I mean, check it out today. Yeah, check it out today. It's, uh, I don't, I, they, they got a website, so go there. I forget what it is. Now we're going to get to the Friday mailbag segment. And, yeah, we do have uh, two emails, as I, as I mentioned. And here with me today it, to read the emails for us is uh, my personal secretary, Clive Braithwaite IV. Clive, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, DC. It's a pleasure to be back on the show. By the way, you still owe me $95 for last Saturday. Also, it's great to be on with Jason Hernandez. The first time I met Jason was at a sports bar in Anaheim. The Angels got slaughtered that night, and I got food poisoning from the chicken burrito I ordered. However, I don't think the evening was a total loss for JD. When we parted company after enjoying a few too many Molson Goldens, I heard him mutter something about molasses, handcuffs, and a topless waitress named Brandy. You know what? That was supposed to be... In private. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure it was. Well, it was a fun night. Yeah, Clive, you cannot share things like that on the show. <laughs> Please keep that to yourself, and I owe you nothing, sir. But uh, let's get to our first email. Uh, Clive, let's have it. We have just two emails for you today. The first one comes to us from our loyal listener Aiden Soans from East Hampton, Connecticut. His email reads thusly, Here is my first non-related baseball question. Have you been to Silverwood or other theme parks? And if so, what is your favorite roller coaster? Oh boy. You have the perfect person for this one. I'll let <laughs> DC answer this one first. All right. Um, I have driven by Silverwood. I have yet to go. I've lived in I've now lived in the Spokane area a little over two years. I moved at the very end of the very end of October twenty eighteen. So I've been here basically two years and a month have not been to Silverwood yet. It's kind of on the list of things to do. One of my friends who occasionally comes over to visit, um, last time she was here, I, they've actually been over once, but they want to come over again. They were going to come over last this summer, but you know it, it didn't work out. So she wanted to go to Silverwood when they were here, but it, we just didn't get to it. So I have not been yet, and I do want to go because it looks like fun. As far as roller coasters go, I can't do roller coasters. I've got a pretty severe balance problem in my, in my inner ear, an equilibrium problem, which causes vertigo and motion sickness. I get motion sickness on airplanes waiting to taxi. So roller coasters, big no-no for me. I get too sick. Unfortunately, I just can't do them. I'm sorry, Aiden. Jason, I know you've done a lot of traveling, and I, I'm glad you're here for this question too. Well, seeing that as I am a roller coaster enthusiast, I've been to quite a few in my lifetime across the country and around the world, including Europe, Africa. Yeah, you heard that right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, South Africa went on a couple of rides down there because I happened to be down in South Africa for a choir event that took place. So I thought, why not check out some fun rides? So I did, and it was a lot of fun. Enjoyed myself a lot. Um, the one, well, okay, first off, there was a couple of Ferris wheels those those were fun. Those are fun, and I like those a lot. Ferris wheels I can do if they're slow. Well, this one happened to be a uh, Ferris wheel specifically for the World Cup at the time. They were soccer ball shaped. Oh, okay. And then also Rotonga Junction in Cape Town. Really, really cool spot. Only there for maybe two, three hours, but it was worth it. Nice. It was really cool. Nice. And then 
Europe. I went to what well, used to be known as Euro Disney. Went to Disneyland Paris. Went mm-hmm. to both parks there. Theme parks. I haven't done any theme parks in Seattle or ridden anything up in Seattle, which is strange for me. You know what? I have. Oh. <laughs> no, but uh, I, it, it, here's kind of it. The um, the Seattle Center used to have a little mini theme park with some rides, and they had a um, a roller coaster. I think it was called the Windstorm, and it's now kind of a traveling roller coaster in Texas, I believe, because the Fun Forest, w- which is what the area with the rides was called, no longer exists. But I did do that once, and I got monstrously sick afterwards, but I wanted to say that I had done it, so I did. They also had a log flume ride, which I really liked. It was slow enough for me to handle, so I, I used to go on that thing a lot. And that thing went to Coney Island after the Fun Forest yes. closed. Yes, it did. I think Seattle, uh, I think Puget Sound, the pier, there is definitely a Ferris wheel there that I passed by, didn't go on it. I have not been uh, on that thing either. Yeah. But obviously being in SoCal, been to Disneyland a plethora of times, been to California Adventure, Universal Studios, Knott's Berry Farm, Magic Mountain, both in Northern California and Southern California, Coney Island. One of my favorites is out in Ohio, Cedar Point. Lots of good ones there. One that's kind of underrated out in Branson, Missouri, Silver Dollar City has some of my favorite roller coasters ever. And I went on a weekday because it was during the summer, but it was when schools had just come back during the first week, mm-hmm. I was still on vacation. So I marathoned a couple of those roller coasters, and it was a freaking blast. Terrific. Love Silver Dollar City. One of my favorites of all time. Uh, Grand Exposition, that's a fun little ride. Um, Half Dollar Holler, that one's a cool one. But the one that I went on maybe six times in a row, Outlaw Run, one of my favorite <laughs> roller coasters of all time out at Silver Dollar City. If you're a roller coaster enthusiast, I highly recommend making the trek out there and hitting up a few rides. Very nice. Um, we got a lot of mileage out of that question, and uh, I, I, could t- I have not done very much traveling at all. I just haven't had the opportunity or the funds to be able to do so. So the Fun Forest in the Seattle Center, which no longer exists, that's the only theme park that I can recall ever going to. So that is the pardon me that is the end of that uh question i suppose we're going to get to email number two clive take it away our second and final email is from lewis in Guanajuato, mexico he replied to the conversation you two had on the last mailbag episode about him listing two different hometowns for himself it's rather long so i won't read the whole thing but i did forward it to both of you so you've had a chance to read it for the folks at home Here is the first part of it. DC and Jason. I appreciate the time spent on my questions and the talk about Wanahato, as well as the attempt to pronounce the word correctly. I know it's tough. As it turns out, I was born and raised in the Portland, Oregon area, Beaverton, and as a middle schooler I became heavily invested in baseball after an uncle gave me a glove as a gift and I started to play regularly. With no MLB team in Portland the logical choice in the mid-90s was the Mariners who not only had multiple future Hall of Famers on the roster, but played close enough to home that my folks and I could catch a game at the Kingdom or Safeco and return the same day. And in spite of their relative futility since 2001, the M's are my team and I'm sticking with them. My work as a professional orchestra musician has had me based in Mexico for 10 years and in Guanajuato for the last 8. When I'm not performing music, 
I'm a weekend warrior podcaster and columnist who primarily covers soccer, as well as an avid fan of most all major sports. Sorry to disappoint you Jason, I don't officially have a single drop of Mexican blood in me. Although my Spanish skills and efforts to eliminate my gringo accent are generally enough to convince folks here that I'm a local. And yes, it is Luis, pronounced like Luis, and not Luis. <laughs> oh. oh, Clive. <laughs> yeah, Clive doesn't quite get Juanajuato, but then again, he's British. I don't know what that means, but uh, in any case, I also Juanajuato. I, Juanajuato. I also like how Clive didn't even try Lewis's last name at all; just left it at Lewis. Lewis Olenek, thank you for the email, and I did read over it. Um, I'm going to read through the rest of it. I'm actually going to repeat the second part of what Clive just said. Sure. My work as a professional orchestra musician has had me based in Mexico for 10 years and in Guanajuato for the last eight. When I'm not performing music, I'm a weekend warrior podcaster and columnist who primarily covers soccer, as well as an avid fan of most all major sports. Sorry to disappoint you, Jason. I don't officially have a single drop of Mexican blood in me. Although my Spanish skills and efforts to eliminate my gringo accent are generally enough to convince folks here that I am a local. Can I can I and can I jump in for just a second? Yes. If we're going to talk about gringo accents, <laughs> Clive has to spring to mind. Come on, man. And yes, it is Louis pronounced like Louis, not Luis. Having spent more than the last quarter of my life living in Mexico continuously, I do identify with this country at least as much as I do with the U.S. Though my beloved PNW teams, the Blazers, Mariners, Timbers, Seahawks, and my alma mater, Oregon Ducks, are and always will remain near and dear to me. And rest assured, although my personal fandom has to do with my own geographical roots, I am by no means the only Mariners fan in Central Mexico. Are you kidding? There's more of you guys out there? Clive, why did you leave that part out? That's the most important part of the email. And best (laughs) No, it's not. I love that he put the accent in Mexico every time because there is an accent there. Of course. So if you go to my Twitter, you will see my exploits as a fiero viajero, one of the more well-known supporters of Guanajuato State's only current Liga MX club, Club León. Oh, you're one of those fans. (laughs) (laughs) Who since 2014, I have seen play in a total of 200 matches in all but two current Liga MX stadiums as well as in club friendlies and one CONCACAF league match in the U.S. So, okay, for those of you Mariners fans that aren't familiar with Liga MX, that's the Mexican Soccer League, and there's a plethora of teams out there. There's like a couple dozen, and he's been to all but two of the stadiums. That kind of sounds like my ballpark tour that I did a few years ago. That's exactly what sprung to mind when I read that, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been to a couple of stadiums as well. And the Champions League match in the U.S. He's probably been to the one down in Southern California because they had a few at Carson where the Galaxy play, the Rose Bowl. They've had a few up in SoCal. Mm -hmm. I also am one of the contributors to the Lion's Den podcast, the only weekly coverage of Club León in Inglés. And the reason we're allowed to say that on the air is because Locked On Network does not have a uh, podcast dedicated to any Mexican soccer leagues. So they're not competition. So we're allowed to say that. But they should. If the Locked On <laughs> Podcast Network can have an Aussie Rules footy podcast, we can some sometime, maybe sometime in the future, have a Liga MX 
podcast. Or maybe I'll talk about Liga MX for one of these days on my podcast, even though it's a hockey podcast, but Southern California. I talk. I yeah. certainly say enough about bowling. So, so first off, he's a fan of Club Leon. Uh, there's a lot of Copa America fans here. There's so my home team, uh, my mom's hometown is in Michoacan. My home team is the Morelia Monarcas. Viva Monarcas! <laughs> anyway, to finish off the email, I've been a big fan of Locked on Mariners since episode one, and I never miss a show. Surprise! <laughs> That's the most even, important part of the email, actually. Even all the way down here <laughs> in Guanajuato, it is by far the best analysis of the team that the podcast medium has to offer. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, sir, for those kind words. And Cl- Clive and I have to have a conversation. He yeah, let, he, he left want, that out. He didn't I say that. Back to the, I want to get back to the email. Of course. And stuff that I said two, three months ago. No, three months ago. This is the end of September. Middle of September, first, yeah. When we first had Lewis send an email. Yes. And I kind of talked about that a little bit. So Juanajuato is kind of close by to where my family's from so we're almost practically neighbors um like i've mentioned in the past there's lots of doyer fans especially this past year when the doyers won the world series yeah i'm going to say it like that folks because that's how we freaking say it (laughs) in east los baby that's east los angeles for those of you that don't know but east los we love our doyers and we were super happy you know what the Lakers won it. The Dodgers won it. There were a lot of Laker fans out and about, you know, doing whatever, kind of out in the streets when you're not supposed to. There were three times more fans for the Dodgers because it had been 32 years. Yes, it had been. I have family down in Mexico that were thrilled to see the Dodgers win it. A lot of them out in Morelia and Uruapan. I'm going to give a shout out to Uruapan, Patscuado, Irazio all of them down in Michoacan and Guanajuato, which is the next state over. So imagine it's like California and Oregon. Mm. It's like that. Guanajuato is the state north of Michoacan, but Morelia is kind of in the north side of it. All right. So the town, so like where he's at is maybe two hours from where my family's at. It's not that far away. (laughs) So it's kind of like the difference between... Mm, driving distance maybe between Tacoma and Seattle? No. uh, Two hours. I'm going to say between Tacoma and Everett. A little north of Seattle. If we're talking about driving time, it takes forever to get through Seattle. I just went through there and I had no problem. Fair enough. Maybe maybe uh, Lacey to Seattle. There you go. No. Still Eh. too much? No, not enough. All right. It took me an hour to get to Lacey. From Seattle. From Seattle. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Jeez. And I only drive 10 miles above the speed limit, folks. What? I'll, I'll admit it here. I drive fast. DC knows this. See, this is the thing. I drive the speed limit, so it takes... <laughs> maybe that's why it takes me longer. Good for you! You obey the law! Yeah. <laughs> of course I do. But to, to finish just on this email, um, it is really awesome that there are Mariner fans across the globe, and I cannot... I have a hard time believing that there's other Mariners fans in central Mexico just because I've never met anyone in Mexico that's been a Mariners fan. So, you know, let them know too. Like, hey, I want to know who these fans are. Where in Mexico are they? Are they in Guanajuato? Are they in Michoacan? Are they maybe in Jalisco? <laughs> around that area? Well, maybe Lewis will email us back and and, uh, and tell us about it. 
maybe Morelos Guerrero. Mm -hmm. Who knows? And yes, Lewis, that was an invitation. Please email us back if you have anything else to say. We'll read it again on the air. We'll reply to it. And hopefully it won't take two months this time. Yeah. I, I will be surprised if there's Mariners fans in Zacatecas. <laughs> that will be a huge shock to me. I know there's a lot of front runner fans in Zacatecas, Mexico. I know that for a fact. <laughs> I, I do want to say you, you hit on something yeah. um, about kind of what I'm about to say. The two emails we got today were no from people nowhere near Seattle. One of them is from Connecticut and one of them is uh, based in Mexico right now. I think that's pretty cool. That is really cool. I Absolutely. like that a lot. I do too. Uh, Clive, thank you very much for uh, joining us on the show and uh, reading these emails. You really should have read the whole email that Lewis sent just because it was so nice. It was a long one. It, it, no, it was a long one, but he left out two very important parts. Uh, Clive, thank you again. You're welcome, DC, but I have a question I'd like to ask. How come you've yet to ask me to guest host an episode recapping a classic World Series? Um, I'm thinking... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, you're answering you're answering the question for me. Uh, yeah. he, he asked why. I don't think no is an answer to why. Uh, Clive, we can discuss that off the air. I'm not going to talk about that on the show, but uh, go home and, you know, take the rest of the day off, I suppose. And thank you to both Aiden and Lewis for emailing in two of our more faithful and loyal listeners who've, who have emailed in quite a few questions, which I appreciate. Would, would you, you say they're true to the blue? I would say they're absolutely true to the blue. And if you're true to the blue, ladies and gentlemen, or just want to talk about anything at all, send a question or comment into LockedOnMariners at gmail.com for use in a future mailbag episode. Yeah. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Jason, that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you again for joining us and for you know providing some insights into Mexican geography again to educate our listeners and me as well, who doesn't know a whole lot about Mexican geography. Where can people find you on Twitter? Where can they listen to you on Tlopin? You can hear me on Tlopin on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, where we were off for about a month. Uh, we took the month of November mostly off, but we're back in December with a few shows here and there. And hopefully hockey will be back sooner rather than later. And a podcast I did recently talked about which hockey players can take on Jake Paul, which hockey players can go in the boxing ring. Yeah, I went there. Ooh. And that was on the heels of uh, something that went viral recently where Jake Paul pretty much knocked the ever-loving crap out of Nate Robinson in the boxing ring. And Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. boxed to a tie, apparently. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, boxing and hockey come together. But hey, some of these hockey players can box. And I know a couple of them that have done MMA. So we talked about that on the Locked on Anaheim Ducks podcast. The Twitter accounts for the show is at LO underscore Ducks. And my personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Thanks again, JD. We're going to be back uh, hopefully Monday. We're going to be talking about another Classic World World Series in mo in all likelihood on the next one. Winter meetings are coming yeah. up, too. Mariners are kind of expected to be quiet during that, so I don't know exactly how much we're going to be talking about those. But I, I expect one or two moves, and that's it. That's yeah. what I'm expecting personally for the Mariners. Yeah, I imagine, and this is just a guess, ladies and gentlemen, even though the theme song's already playing and we're trying to close the program, that the Mariners might go after a couple of bullpen arms, but I think but I think that's probably going to be their most significant area of focus in the offseason. I agree. Off I, agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
Very nice. So next time, probably another Classic World Series recap, but we're going to be sprinkling those in throughout the month. Who am I kidding? It's going to be most of our programming throughout December. I enjoy doing them, and uh, we're going to have some more guest hosts coming up to do some other ones. And... I guess that's it. So please download, rate, and subscribe to this program using any podcasting app that may happen to spring into your mind. Follow us on Twitter, LO underscore Mariners. JD is on Twitter at StimpyJD. I'm on Twitter as well. Please follow me. As, uh, the uh, DC underscore Lundberg is the Twitter handle, and I'm going to stop talking now. This is Joey Martin saying join us back here next time for another edition of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.